Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. In just a second, I want to read from Sinclair Ferguson's To Seek and to Save. It's a great uh, collection of writings on the road to the cross, uh, often used during the Lenten season, but could certainly be read any time of year. Here in this particular selection I have uh, chosen for today, He's talking about prayer, and um, most of you will be familiar with the Lord's Prayer from Matthew, uh, from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6. This is a reflection uh, by Sinclair Ferguson on the Lucan version, or the, the version of the Lord's Prayer that we find in the Gospel according to Luke. The passage in context is uh, chapter 11 of Luke, verses 1 through 13. I'll read that first, and then a few paragraphs uh, from Sinclair Ferguson. He was praying, this is Jesus, was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. And we aren't really told which of the disciples is actually approaching Jesus and asking that Jesus would teach them to pray. Uh, but that's not what's important. What's important is how do we pray? And and Jesus is a great one to ask that question to. And he certainly taught on prayer, I'm sure, uh, many, many times. Uh, his response to this disciple was, whenever you pray, say, Father, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not bring us into temptation. He also said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I don't have anything to offer him. Then he will answer from inside and say, Don't bother me! The door is already locked to my children and I have gone to bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, even though he won't get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his friend's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I, this is Jesus talking again. So I say to you, keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep searching and you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who receives, and the one who searches, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you? Hmm. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's again Luke 11, 1 through 13. Let's see what Sinclair Ferguson has to say about that. He titles this uh, reading uh, from his book, uh, To Seek and to Save. This one's titled, The Disciple Who Wanted a Simple Way to Pray. Ferguson begins, I was 17 at the time and had just finished my first term at university. I felt I had made some strides in knowing how to pray. Then the Christmas vacation came. I remember attending a Saturday night service. The minister who led it began to pray, and listening to him, I realized 
I had hardly begun to learn to pray. Here was someone who spoke to God as though he stood in God's presence. <laughs> I love that. You, you learn so much about somebody when you hear them pray, don't you? Um, and there are those people who are just so gifted at praying uh, publicly like that. I know others um, that, that get all teary and emotional and it's difficult for them to pray publicly. And I totally understand that. Uh, my wife happens, happen, Kim happens to be somebody that can pray publicly and does such a wonderful job of, of leading our congregation uh, before the Lord in, in prayer. Uh, so I, to I totally get that and, and I relate to what Sinclair Ferguson is saying here about his first year in college, thinking he knew it all, but then learning he didn't. <laughs> well, he goes on to say, the anonymous disciple in Luke's gospel must have felt the same way. Remember, he was listening to Jesus pray, right? Even more so, for he overheard Jesus pray. No wonder he said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. In response... Jesus taught him what has become universally known as the Lord's Prayer, the version that Luke records. It seems Jesus taught these words on more than one occasion. There are only 36 words in Luke's version here in English. It takes less than 30 seconds to say, yet this is a prayer that lasts a lifetime. It's so powerful a prayer, too. I remember... When Kim and I uh, visit uh, any of the countries in Europe, we try to, to visit one cathedral and one art museum each day. And in each of the cathedrals, uh, they, and, and some of them are so beautiful, uh, vast, huge, cavernous cathedrals, beautifully ornate and all that sort of thing. But we would stop and uh, we, would, we would kneel and say the Lord's Prayer uh, sort of uniting our hearts together with all the saints down through the ages and these cathedrals, some of them go back to the, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th century, whatever. And it's a powerful prayer. It's simple, but it's profound and powerful, isn't it? Um, as Ferguson says, this is a prayer that lasts a lifetime. So he goes on, but what exactly was Jesus teaching this man about prayer? Surely not simply to say a 30-second prayer mantra every so often. For one thing, he expected his disciples to pray together. Since we are to say, give us each day, forgive us our sins or our debts, lead us, not, it's all in the plural, isn't it? Uh, even the math, Mathian or the, math, the version in Matthew, uh, the version that we have posted on the wall at the church, on the front wall uh, to the left, as you look at the, the podium, um, that's all in the plural. It means you are never alone. If you belong to Jesus, if you pray to you are never alone again. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Ferguson goes on to say, one day in 1535, so he's reaching back pretty far, Martin Luther's barber, a guy named Peter Beskendorf, told Luther that he found it difficult to pray and asked for help. Luther responded in a very Luther-like way, Ferguson says. He wrote a book, a booklet really, of perhaps seven and a half thousand words entitled, A Simple Way to Pray. 
It has proved so helpful to so many Christians that it remains in print to this day. You can probably find it on the internet. Just do a little search, Martin Luther, A Simple Way to Pray. Well, in it, Luther suggested that Peter, that's his barber, should take each of the phrases in the Lord's Prayer and use them as a framework and stimulus for his own prayers. Luther taught Peter to reflect on each statement and develop it in praise and petition. So when we call God Father, we praise him for all he has done in Christ to become our Father. We thank him for his fatherly care. And we remember that he is in heaven where he is worshiped and adored and so on through each of the petitions. Luther said that as Peter worked through the Lord's Prayer in this way, he would find himself spending more time praying. Indeed, from having found it difficult to pray, he might come to find it difficult to stop praying. <laughs> there would be so much to praise and thank God for and to pray about. This was Luther's own experience. Indeed, as he grew as a Christian, he often spent hours every day in prayer. He sometimes said that he was so busy that he needed to spend more time in prayer. <laughs> it is encouraging to think that Luther would write a whole treatise for his barber. It's even more encouraging that the Lord Jesus would take time to help this anonymous disciple in Luke chapter 11, who felt he was so far behind his master in knowing how to pray. Just as Isaiah said about the servant of the Lord, a bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. Isaiah 42, 3. Is that you today? Is, is that, that's me sometimes. Weak fragile. And I'm so grateful for the Lord's Prayer too, by the way, because sometimes for me, even though most of us have memorized it, sometimes I'm so weak. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm so confused. Uh, I, I'm, I'm swirling so much. I need a prayer post to lean on. I, I don't even know what to say sometimes. And so having something that the Lord Jesus taught us to pray is really helpful. The Lord's Prayer, so so powerful. My 89-year-old mother, um, I've shared this with some of you, some of you know this, but every single day before her feet hit the floor, when she wakes up every single day before her feet hit the floor, the Lord's Prayer, and for her, Psalm 23. Those two items, she rolls those through her mind and her heart, and then gets out of bed to face the day. Uh, what a great habit. I have heard from so many people, because I've shared that before at, at uh, the Village Chapel in my sermons. I can't tell you how many people have told me, I'm joining your mom every day now. I'm doing the exact same thing. I love that kind of thing. And and I thank the Lord Jesus for for giving us this model prayer, which for me, like I say, becomes a prayer post from time to time. Well, Ferguson uh, ends with some good application here. He says, if you feel that you know all too little about prayer, remember that Jesus has already given you the first steps and even the first words. So when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name and you can read either the Matthean version or the Lucan version and, and lean on that, that 
wonderful, beautiful ancient prayer that has been said by saints down through the ages, the Lord's Prayer. Thank you so much to Dr. Sinclair Ferguson, his book, To Seek and to Save Daily Reflections on the Road to the Cross. I hope you'll get a copy of that and uh, find yourself not only informed, but encouraged and inspired to pray. Let's do that together. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for these thoughts from uh, Dr. Ferguson and uh, as well from uh, the Lord Jesus uh, as recorded by Luke uh, there in chapter 11. We're so uh, encouraged that, that you, almighty God, uh, have invited us to call you our Father who art in heaven. That just is mind-blowing, isn't it? And thank you, Lord God, too, for um, uh, making us aware of the fact that when we belong to Jesus, we also belong to everybody else who belongs to Jesus. And we are never alone again in our lives. We may be alone physically, but we are spiritually united with everyone in the body of Christ. Uh, and we give you praise for that. What great hope there is. Um, uh, pray your blessing upon my my f- dear friends who are watching or listening to this podcast today. Pray that each and every one of us would walk in the light of your presence among us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey. Thank you.